They did a round robin, and they each programmed a little bit of their personality into the Marvin, just for funsies. Well, I'm gonna talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands. I'm back, back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is this is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties. Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds. I'm looking for rhymes. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how 2022 is the year that apparently broke me in a different way because the latest patch for Final Fantasy XIV came out like two weeks ago at the time of this recording, and I still have not played it because I have instead been distracted by not one, not two, <laughs> but three different multiplayer free-to-play shooters that are available on the market. I do not know what my life is. I'm not. I'm not. I don't understand what my life is. Please help. Is this your midlife crisis? It might be. (laughs) This is weird because usually I feel like you have that one friend who's like, hey, man, you're getting like a little too into anime or something. Like maybe back it up. And now it's Andrew. It's like, Andrew, have have you had enough anime recently? Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm getting getting into recommended anime. Yeah, I I need <laughs> I need fifty thirty CCs of Um I, I think we'll know I think we'll know the world is in crisis if Matt gets into really grindy JRPGs over the next couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Matt Matt, yeah. do you want to talk about Eternal Sonata? Is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> no, I do not yet want to talk about Eternal Sonata or the Midnight Suns or Splatoon 3 or any other JRPG card related video game. Um, Andrew, wow. so it's it's what Fortnite. Um, well, let's get into it because it's going to be <laughs> one of these three things. The answer may surprise you. Uh, so this actually brings me to the topic of today's ep- episode, which I should mention. Today's episode is just for the gamers out there. If you're not a gamer, <laughs> capital G, this gamers. is not for you. Oh, yeah. why is there this a is Z not on for you that? Yeah. Now, now my friends here have heard me already talk about Fortnite for the past month or so. And you know, you out there might be wondering why is Andrew? How why has Andrew been simping for so long for a baby game for baby gamers? Well, y'all, <laughs> that's because believe it or not, I'm actually dog shit at video games. And today's topic <laughs> is the perfect reminder for anyone out there that just because you've been doing something for nearly thirty years of your life does not mean you are any good and aren't above getting <laughs> told to kill yourself by a twelve-year-old. I think we all need that from time to time. Uh, Keeps you humbles you. Keeps you. It keeps you humble. Yeah. Keeps me in my therapy. (laughs) How will I ever know how bad I am at something if a twelve-year-old doesn't tell me that they're having sex with my mother? Well, right, right. Yeah. It is. It is the source of all of our adult onset imposter syndrome. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. and if that. Yeah. That's the flip side. If that doesn't happen to you, you turn into a Mm -hmm. tech bro and and start buying cryptocurrency. That's right. So you turn into the 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 firefest guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So. In all honesty, to, to step out of this this weird bit, uh, today's topic we're talking about Apex Legends today, and I just wanna I just wanna like say out front that holy shit, this game is really good. <laughs> like <laughs> I right. I did not expect anything more than just like a carbon copy surface level, uh, just another free to play game as a service. Um, you know, you got your battle pass here, your exclusive skins there, maybe some mythic glue boxes peppered in, right? 
but but kind of nestled in behind all of that is this really deep and interesting space opera that spans over like hundreds of years across three hmm. separate games in this kind of like multiple series franchise. Now, before we get further, let me just say a quick special thanks to hashtag Butthwomp Nation member and Monster Cat Spirit Guide, Zachix, for t- commissioning today's episode. Um, and as always, you out there listening, if you want to commission your own episode, you can do so by pledging your undying loyalty to hashtag Butthwomp Nation at the $25 monthly level. In addition to getting us to getting to tell us what franchise to shove in our collective consciousness, Every three months, you will get access to an exclusive episode each month on the premium feed, access to our post-show for all regular DT episodes, and access to participate in our monthly movie nights and or streams, if that's the direction we end up going with the monthly movie nights, (laughs) TBD. Uh, Now, fortunately, I'm not the only one here that's been handed a mysterious red card. I'm going to be jumping into the fray today with my squad mates, Todd, a robot sous chef, Thomas, Matt. Seven trauma-induced holograms, Cole, <laughs> and Kyle, the last remaining space Viking, Harper. This episode feels like it was produced by the ghosts of G4 TV. Like, this <laughs> yeah. whole thing yeah. we're doing just has <laughs> kind of like G4 energy. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm bringing to the table. It's that PS2 versus Xbox <laughs> toxicity. Yes. Yeah. Are, yeah. Are the seven trauma-induced holograms also all my dad? <laughs> are are they stacked into one trench coat to make one man? Uh, you know what? The, the, answer. the answer the answer was inside you the whole time. Um guys, you know, we always start flavor texts uh with talking about what knowledge you have. Do you guys know anything about Apex Legends prior to today? I did not prior to my I, research. I have seen the like the subreddit bubble up and down on reddit from time to time it i know it's like a an overwatch-esque game but but different and that's it <laughs> you could argue any video game is overwatch but different but continue <laughs> guy who's it's only true. played overwatch yeah what about you matt yeah i knew a decent amount about Apex, at least as far as gameplay goes. Um, okay. So I had a buddy growing up who played enough Titanfall that I I know the gist of Titanfall very broadly. And then I knew Apex was kind of either in that same universe or like in that same vein or a spiritual successor or something like that. And then as far as Apex Legends, the game goes... I'm pretty familiar with the gameplay Uh, as a big Overwatch fan. There's Overwatch and then there's Overwatch, but PUBG, which is Mm -hmm. Apex Legends. And then there's Overwatch, but CSGO, which is Valorant. And so like, I'm familiar with Apex kind of in that (laughs) tangential way where I know what it is. I've certainly watched friends stream it or people play it. I know that there is lore. I know nothing about that lore. I have cool. not dropped in on a single game of Apex, but I know yeah, it's a, a battle royale with cooldowns and ults, and it's kind of pretty, and that's about what I got. Yeah. Similar to a lot of what Matt said, uh, what I didn't know is Matt just used the word Titanfall a couple times, and I didn't know Apex Legends is associated with Titanfall, and now I'm listening. Yeah, it is, <laughs> and we're actually going to talk about Titanfall because they all are weirdly very connected 
Um, hmm. So let's talk about Respawn Entertainment, who is the developers behind Apex and Titanfall. And the story of Respawn begins with two men, Jason West and Vince Zampella. Um, these are two of the three original founders of Infinity Ward, who many people know as one of the two machines behind the Call of Duty franchise. Ward. Infinity Ward with a D. Because um, I had yes, Infinity Ward, I had to, Ward, which is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not one of the, I assume, titles of the game. Infinity Ward. Um, <laughs> and, and that is considered to be, somebody correct me if I, on my math here, but I believe considered to be the better of the two, um, is at least in like the 360 era. Um, I don't know. That was not a math question. Fair enough. Yeah, I have no idea. Cool. So, uh, long story short, after some hot legal battles between EA and Activision, uh, the two, West and Zampella, left Infinity Ward and began Respawn Entertainment um, and brought over several of their peers uh, to work on a sci-fi shooter that would compete with the likes of Halo and Gears of War. This was about the 2012 range, so this is the right kind of the tail end of the Xbox 360 uh, PS3. No, yeah, PS3 life cycle. Um, so yeah. Gears of War was huge, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the the pinnacle of gaming was gray and green all the time. Wow, yep. right? yes. Um, yeah, mm-hmm, the Matrix mm-hmm. color scheme. That's right. Uh, so in March of 2014, Respawn released their first game, Titanfall, as an exclusive for the then newly released Xbox One. Um, and then would later release PC and Xbox 360 ports. The game was a first-person shooter that allowed players to control mechs called Titans in a series of multiplayer-only modes. You got your deathmatch, your your capture the flag, team-based 6v6, etc., etc. The game was received pretty well, but was criticized for the fact that it had no single-player function or even any offline function. It was just multiplayer. I remember that. And that's what that's what most people remember about Titanfall is the the reception of like, hey, this we're going to get this this great like killer app. Oh, also, it's just six V six multiplayer, which in 2014 was a lot different because obviously you've got games that are multiplayer and that's only and that's the thing now. But I mean, that was the whole thing of like the Xbox one was that there was a whole there was a whole model that was just going to be like online only xbox yeah. one too and this was um, this was the i mean this was the pinnacle of pushing multiplayer this was also yeah. when you had games like mm-hmm. assassin's creed 3 that had yeah, multiplayer right. modes you know what i mean like and this effect, was this was that mass time well, mass effect 3 has, also yeah. which like thank you ea right which we're going to talk right. a lot about ea too today the, the xbox one stumbled on the starting line because of that online like yeah. that no discs version That's they right. sold that um, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, I just yeah, remember yeah. Titanfall taking a lot of this heat, largely because they did it first, right? Because yep. it's like exactly a hot ten months before Overwatch comes out and becomes game of the yeah. year. Would wouldn't have been a big deal had it happened two years later. Absolutely not. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did happen two years later in October of 2016 was the sequel Titanfall Two. Um, Titanfall Two was the squeakle, as some would say. Mm-hmm. Um, it was everything that Titanfall One was, but included a fully fledged single player campaign. Um, Titanfall Two was received incredibly well. Uh, people love that game to this day. Um, actually, at the time of this recording, it just went like super on sale on Steam. You can get it for like four bucks. It's also oh, free wow. on Game Pass, which is how I played it. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a good game. It's it's fun. It is very much a like it is it was the best space shooter of its time before Destiny came out. Is is what I would say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that story because, again, it fits all together. Um, it also had a bunch of multiplayer modes. Um, all of the multiplayer in Titanfall does revolve around the Titans, the mechs. So, you know, think but Halo, but you can call down a big mech to rain hell on people, which is, like, yeah, pretty dope. Uh, so people loved it. It was great. Um, and, you know, when when uh, when Respawn created Titanfall 2, they, you know, they, they tweaked it in a way. They tried to make the combat. They very strategically tried to make the combat a little bit slower and more calculated than say a call of duty which is very twitchy which is very reflex based this was a little bit more like strategic you know you had to find like the right loadout the right titan etc cetera, etc cetera. there was this whole like fire emblem rock paper scissors mechanic where mm. you know some would work against you know you can imagine so yeah that's that's titanfall 2 um the game like i said was critically acclaimed unfortunately didn't perform very well because at that that same year infinite warfare call of duty infinite warfare and battlefield one also released which like again three games that do effectively the same thing um after about a year or so of dlc coming on for titanfall 2 respawn pretty much went silent um about the future of titanfall so they they kind of built out this really like just this very very an overblown incredible world span like again spanning centuries of time and just really like kind of just disappeared um part of this was because respawn got fully acquired by electronic arts in 2017 um so between between starting 2017 we really didn't hear anything else about titanfall there was supposedly going to be a titanfall 3 but there was no announcement no official announcement nothing until february 4th 2019 Respawn Entertainment, out of nowhere, dropped a video on YouTube, of all things, uh, showing showcasing their latest project called Apex Legends. And they and they did so, and you know how Nintendo directs do this thing where they're like, such and such is releasing right now. That's yeah. exactly oh, yeah. what Respawn did for Apex Legends. It was like, hey, we just created yeah. this thing. Also, it's available today. I Sick. do. I remember that as well. Yep. Yeah. I'm so on yeah, Feb- a lot, guys. February of oh. yeah, <laughs> Kyle Berry online Harper. Um, now Apex Legend was Legends was developed kind of as an experiment. Um, it was developed to be a sort of spiritual successor to Titanfall, um, but leaning in on the silliness, the fun versus the very like melodrama of the Titanfall franchise. Titanfall is very like a space opera. You know, it's very serious it's about war. Obviously, um, Apex Legends just like. You know, fun, fun weirdos in the desert shooting each other, right? <laughs> um, and they, and again, this was very much experimental. They were trying to follow the success of Matt mentioned PUBG, player unknown, player unknown's Battlegrounds, which had just hit the scene in twenty late twenty eighteen. It pretty much developed, created the battle royale genre. Which people listening, if you've heard of Fortnite, that's that's battle royale. Apex Legends is also a battle royale. Um, the core of Battle Royale is that a bunch of people drop into this isolated island without any gear or items, and they all have to fight to the death, and the last person standing wins. And the way that you win is you go, you run around, and you find guns and resources and weapons and shit, and you fight everyone else. So their version, Respawn's version of that, was Apex Legends, which the main uh, differentiator with Apex Legends is... Uh, basically two core focuses. One, instead of just 1v100, Apex focuses on squads of three in a smaller capacity of actually 60. So it's three versus uh, basically 20 teams of three up against each other. So 1v20, oh. more or less. Okay. 
Um, and also they really wanted to streamline or focus on streamlining nonverbal communication because at the time, a lot of these games really did require a lot of coordination, you know, and a lot of like voice chat and things like, you know, TeamSpeak was really big at the time, right? This was a little bit before Discord, but a lot of those other apps, these games required that. Yeah. Um, Apex Legends' other unique mechanic that sets it apart from other battle royales is its roster of heroes, which Matt mentioned for those of you that don't use Overwatch as a as a you know point of uh, point of comparison for all of your video games, yeah, uh, <laughs> the difference is Apex Legends use has a roster of heroes that all have their own unique abilities and cooldowns and things like that. So you've got you know a healer, you've got the the tank boy, you've got somebody who can kind of like you know see track their enemies within a, a certain radius, right? So there's there's all these different heroes that are that are released over time that can do different things. Um, Apex Legends, when it released, um, it was received incredibly well on the day of its release. Um, it started at season zero in February of 2019. And, you know, honestly, despite a few pretty gnarly exploits and, uh, a, a, a notoriously sketchy loot box system, uh, Oops. the game was, was received very well and, and people loved it immediately. Um, Apex Legends is obviously very active today, and it's and at the time of its recording, it's in its 14th season. Um, and since 2020, Apex has been made available on every modern console, including Switch. Um, and as of March of 2022, they even have released a separate mobile version for Android and iOS called Apex Legends Mobile, which is effectively the same game. It's just a little tweaked a little bit differently. Mechanics are a little bit different. And there's actually some unique heroes in mobile. Oh, oh, that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Is there crossplay, or is it like Overwatch the where you version. play with? But 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 with like everything plays. else, okay. yeah, PC and console will play together. Okay. Yep. And I believe that uh, Apex doesn't have separate pools the way that Overwatch correct. does. Like it's, it's, it's everybody just it's, it's like together. Call of Duty Warzone. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, now, in parallel to Apex Legends, obviously Apex is Respawn's biggest franchise, but they've also created other things. Uh, some of you may remember Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm -hmm. uh, oh, which yeah. came out in 2020. Mm -hmm. It was a uh, kind of a Dark Souls take on the Star Wars franchise. Um, it is getting a sequel, I think, next year. Um, but, but yeah, that's the extent they've done a few other smaller games, but apex is definitely their biggest property. Hmm. So to talk about the lore of apex legends, we got to start with Titanfall and the story of Titanfall begins as it often does with an evil mega corporation. Ah, love it. Great. Yep. Love to see it. Um, so Titanfall, Titanfall takes place in the distant future, centuries after present day. Um, in this universe, humanity has taken over dozens of planets surrounding Earth and has grown to the trillions. So any of your traditional like post, you know, post present day sci-fi space opera, we're in a, we're we're terraforming planets. Um, the massive scale of terraforming and colonizing is made possible thanks to the technology of Hammond Robotics. We have said, and this is debate this lore, that the name Hammond is always equatable to evil. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that um, is true. Hammond Hammond Robotics power eventually surpassed any one individual government and basically created uh became <laughs> it became, became the a, world uh, the world a corporatocracy. Government. Yeah. It yeah. Is the world government. Um, Hammond Robotics merged with some other key tech industries to create the mega conglomerate Interstellar Manufacturing Corporation or IMC. And that's a weird way to say Umbrella Corporation. 
It is Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> it is Umbrella Corporation 1000%. And IMC would go on to rule this whole collection of planets as the sole corporatocracy of the universe. It's like, what it's could like go if wrong? Amazon, Amazon would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazon would do that and will do that eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, IMC then perfected interstellar travel with the creation of jump drives, which is our, you know, fill in the blank MacGuffin sci-fi space magic that allows for <laughs> instant travel. Great, check the box. Um, IMC then used that technology to extend their influence even further by contracting these fleets of space pioneers to go and colonize more worlds. Um, and of course, harvest their resources and expand the IMC's reach of influence. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of their strategy was to incentivize soldiers in the IMC's army to take early retirements and go colonize, which again, as these corporations are wont to do. It's, it's, a, it's a private military. It's, what that it's a private military yeah. do it, doing, doing a, doing a space, we're do, doing a doing space a, colonization. We're doing a, doing a, we're doing space, a colonialism. Yeah. Yeah. space, space colonialism. Space colonialism. Yeah. So uh, all these outer planets were eventually dubbed the frontier and you can hear the air quotes in my voice, and uh, the pioneers in the IMC profited greatly from this new influx of intergalactic resources. However, this led to the stagnation of the original planets, which we will now refer to as the core worlds. Um, The core worlds were not seeing anything from the IMC's profits in the frontier worlds. Think, you know, greater England during the height of imperialization, right? so several civil wars actually broke out within the core worlds between the citizens of the, the core worlds and the IMC. Things got so bad that the IMC basically had to pull out of the frontier just to address the rebellions. And without the IMC breathing down their necks, the, the frontier worlds subsequently flourished and each created their own unique and self-sustaining economies. Because guess what we don't need ruling over us? A massive conglomerate. Mm-hmm. Amazing, right? Uh, decades later, the IMC basically regained control of the core worlds and decided, like, hey, those frontier worlds, they're doing pretty well over there. We'd like, we'd like <laughs> some of that. So they, they came back and they were to the frontier and they were basically like, hey, this is ours now. Thanks. Um, and the IMC rolled right in because they're just, you know, space blackwater um, and decimated the frontier. Um, weirdly enough, the frontier didn't like that. So the frontier formed their own militia. Uh, a militia of their own to fight back against the IMC. Unfortunately, the might of the IMC was too was overwhelming to the frontier militia, due largely in part to IMC's newest technological advancement, large mech robots called, say it with me, Titans. The power ah. of friendship. Got it. <laughs> uh, these Titans armed to the teeth, these would lead the front lines, and uh, these this period of time would later be referred to as the Titan Wars. Very original. Yes. Um, Eventually, the militia learned to adapt and fight back, and they were even able to steal some of these IMC's titans and reprogram them to fight on their side and later create their own titans. So now we've kind of got this like arms race of titans v. titans on both sides. Um, As you you do when you start a mech war. Exactly. As you do in a mech war. Uh, In one landmark battle during this time, the IMC swept in with a massive battle cruiser headed by two high-ranking officers. Their names were Vice Admiral Marcus Graves and Captain James McCollin. 
Well, it, uh, takes, during the battle. it takes two people to fuse together to run one mech because that's how it has to work. <laughs> it's two people. On you're the thinking same of Xenoblade brain. Chronicles Three. I'm not. I'm kidding. actually oh, thinking of Pacific that's Rim. Not, that's not. <laughs> that's Xenoblade Three as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well then. Uh, so during during this battle, the IMC's brutal tactics led uh, Captain McAllen to actually defect over to the frontier side. Uh, McAllen also took a bunch of soldiers with him. So then McAllen and his crew would go on to lead a number of victories in the continuing war between the IMC and the frontier colonists. Pause. So that is the background for Titanfall 1. Now, remember uh, I said Titanfall 1 does not have a single-player campaign. So right. the entire story of Titanfall 1 is this next bullet that happens, I think, in a tutorial, which is very weird. Oh, okay. Uh, so the war culminated in this key battle that happened on the planet of Demeter. Um, which was a strategic base held by the IMC. Um, Callan led the Frontier Army in destroying the IMC's operation on the planet, which basically cut their ability to like zip in and out of the Frontier. Um, this was essentially like their, their warp gate or whatever. Um, so this was a huge loss for the IMC. Now, this led to this like year-spanning sailmate between the IMC and the Frontier, where it was just battle after battle, one pushing one, one pushing the other. Um, this was... this this marks the the end of titanfall one um so enter titanfall two which happens more or less directly after titanfall one um one key and i'll actually let me pause again so listeners out there as we often do for these flavor texts there is an image gallery if you haven't already uh access your show notes and click that imager link uh that's not imger it's imager and uh you can start following (laughs) along with all of the images right now uh, so, one key tool in the Frontier armies were the pilots. Now, this is Titanfall's v- version of a Halo Spartan. You know, this is your super soldier, right? Uh, uh, so, image yeah. one shows us the pilots. Uh, these are elite soldiers equipped with jetpacks and cloaking tech. Um, so, their whole thing is that they can, like, run on walls using the jetpacks. And there's a really cool, like, the opening cinematic of Titanfall 2 is really cool and also a little bit cringy. Um <laughs> showing the <laughs> showcasing sure. the an, pilot it's an ea I mean, property at that point it's a, yeah. it's a lincoln park video right yeah uh, it's, got it's it. showcasing yep. the the, the jetpack soldiers fighting prowess um so the pilots is that's who you play as in titanfall 2 both in the single player campaign and the multiplayer one uh the imc on the other hand had kind of leaned in on uh, leaned out of using human soldiers and leaned in on using robotic simulacrums basically robots with human brains yeah, yeah. like androids like bullshit yeah, space androids. androids yeah sure yeah whatever. bullshit space space androids um as well as bringing in help from mercenaries their top dog mercenary at this point was a man by the name of cuban blisk and that that guy is on image two <laughs> what a name well, cuban yeah. Blisk. yeah the yeah. name that sounds like a cigar so brand. have been amazing yeah. the names are really good well there's one particular name that I can't wait to give you. <laughs> um, so Bliss, Cuban Blisk would lead several of the IMC's battles against the militia during this time with his band of elite mercenaries called the Apex Predators. Do not read ahead. Okay. I will not read <laughs> ahead, okay. but you, <laughs> the, you, you, you said half I said the, the name thing. of the movie. <laughs> I said <laughs> the name of the thing. We're going to get there. So the, these Apex Predators were all accomplished pilots in their own rights. Now, there are two here that are important. The rest are not important. Um, Image three 
is a man named Viper who pilots a flying Titan. And image four is a character named Ash who is a simulacrum or AKA the simulacrum pilot. And Todd's face is the accurate reaction. Yep. Okay, wait. So, sorry, run me through this one more time. What side are Viper and Ash? These are all these. So the the apex predators are these are your this is your your roster of bad dudes in Titanfall two. These are all your end game your your throughout the game bosses or your they're they're your mini boss they're the robot masters. They're the robot masters. They're the the bad guys from Metal Gear Solid, right? Whatever, whatever kind yeah, of. Yeah, sure. That right. Got it. So cool. by the end of Titanfall two, you murder all of these. You you murder all of these dudes. Perfect. Love it. Excluding Blisk, we'll get there. Um, but the Apex <laughs> Predators specifically are mercenaries that work for Cuban Blisk, and they are on the side of the IMC. They are not part of the IMC. I want to make that distinction. They are mercenaries <laughs> who work for the IMC. Cool. Uh, Got it. Very distinctions we we have to start making after yeah 2000 so yeah <laughs> three of the apex predators do not matter they're dead we don't need to talk about them the two that matter are the are images three and four all right so as a way to end the stalemate imc did what every evil megacorp does try and build a massive super weapon from mysterious mysterious alien tech that can obliterate an entire planet Ah, uh, they, yeah, they built a Death Star. They built a Death Star. Yep, they <laughs> built it. it. They did a they did a Halo. Um, now, at, and also as it goes, their plans would eventually be foiled by a scrappy upstart rookie named Jack Cooper. Oh, that's wow. such a scrappy <laughs> upstart rookie name. Oh, I love it. Jack Cooper, every man frontier hero, and our self-insert protagonist for the purposes of Titanfall Two, and he is Image Five. He is certainly a white man. <laughs> yeah. he, is. he looks like Colin Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> he, play, he plays the part of white man with gun. Yep, sure does. <laughs> yeah, he looks so, like uh, one of those like one of those mm-hmm. conglomerated images of like the average yeah. white man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, he is they an put, AI image. They put all the leading men from all the movies of you know zero dark 30 and jarhead jarhead everything else like they put all of those into a into an image filter yep exactly so rifleman jack cooper served for years in the militia army dreaming of getting called up to the big leagues to pilot a a titan pilot a titan pilot a titan his day would finally come, albeit following attack on, an, on a militia cruiser ship that led to the ship crashing on the surface of the planet Typhon. And that, so that's your tutorial for Titanfall 2, is uh, your, your ship crash lands on this planet. Again, everybody, pretty much like everybody gets wiped out. And you do a halo and you fight through Typhon with, uh, with your big robot friend. Um, so during the events of Titanfall 2, Blisk and his apex predators meet the surviving members of this militia ship crash on the surface, and they start just murdering people left and right. Um, Jack is the sole survivor of this attack. And there's a, and then there's a series of events that lead to Jack being positioned as the temporary pilot of Titan BT-7274. And image six is a promotional shot of Jack and BT. So this is your, this is your dynamic duo for Titanfall 2. Um, okay. Titanfall 2 is one half on foot missions shooting as Jack Cooper and then the other half mech missions with riding BT. Ah, uh, okay. Um, 
the the uh, single player can. I'll, I'll note that um, Zachix also suggested that I check out the single player campaign of Titanfall Two. Um, like I said, Titanfall Two, I would have liked a lot more if Destiny didn't already exist. I think. I think I really, really would have liked it in 2016. Is is the way that I'll sure. say it. Um, sure. Fair. I I genuinely like single player first person shooters that have some kind of like you know thing to them. Like I loved Half Life Two. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the gimmick mm-hmm. with Titanfall is that you can run on walls, which is really cool. There's some like actually decent platforming in Titanfall 2, which is like oh, not a thing in most FPS games. Yeah. Um it's really fun and there there's a there's a couple really cool missions. One mission you get a time glove where you Ooh. like use yeah, where So uh, the it becomes whole kind prince, of, like it really becomes Prince of Persia. It it the best way I can describe it is it's no one's going to get this reference. It is the, that the last dungeon in Skyward Sword and Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, where you do the oh. dungeon in two different timelines. Oh um, yeah, that reference was for me. I've watched that. <laughs> I know okay, that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. So the but what the cool thing is, is an action game. You can like zip and zap between these two different timelines, and like so if you're you're facing like a wall of soldiers, you can zip into the past and then show up in the present behind them, and then just like shotgun them all. It's really cool. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I I recommend Titanfall too. It's a good time. It's a six hour campaign, and you can play it for free on Game Pass okay. if you have Game Pass. So like, yeah, if you're looking for a first person shooter out there. Check it out. It's Andrew, you have to tell us if you're getting money from Game Pass. Yeah, you I, yeah. I, guys, you don't understand the <laughs> level of simping that I would do for Xbox Game Pass. I do <laughs> understand. You're doing I mean, it right because I do it a lot. It I do it. I do it a lot. It's a good. It's, it's like it's a good deal. Anyway, we're moving on. So. <laughs> You kind of you play through the game. You're pursuing Blisk and the rest of the Apex Predators. Like I said, you're taking out one of the Apex Predators here and there along the way. Eventually, Jack and BT pursue Cuban Blisk to the ends of the planet and successfully foil his plans to blow up a blow up one of the other planets. How is he going to do that? This is by way of the this super massive weapon called the Ark. Um, the Ark is again it's magic alien tech that can like create a black hole and basically like it decimate a plan again it's a fucking death star like we did we did the halo flavor text already andrew we're in it's (laughs) it's it's different halo yeah what you really need to know is at the end of titanfall 2 uh you like i said you murder all of all of blisk's team and you stop the weapon you pull up the weapon whatever and you save the day um and in the last scene cuban blisk actually like he basically like has you uh completely like paralyzed like you can't move and he's kind of standing over he's like you know what i don't need to kill you because like you kind of destroyed my weapon and like i'm not gonna get paid so yeah fuck it i'm done i'm out of here and uh he, so he <laughs> he does the the real chaotic neutral yeah move and yeah this he's is like... very and that's and that's that's blisk to a nutshell he's very chaotic neutral because in in part of it is like you see this hologram of the imc general like kill the pilot blisk and he's like yeah, you didn't pay me for that. Yeah. wasn't in the contract. Yeah. Peace. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dope. So what he does do instead is he he hands you or he kind of slaps this red card as shown in image seven on the windshield of your on your Titan. And this red card it will become really important two years later when uh, during the reveal of Apex Legends. So in universe, years later, Cuban Blisk reappears one day kind of out of nowhere advertising this new kind of blood sport he's calling Apex Legends as a way to recruit new members for his Apex Predators. Uh, wow. So, really so it's like a game. 
it's yep. like Squid Game meets uh, yep. the Avengers, basically. So the whole purpose of Apex Legends is you are. It's basically a Mortal Kombat tournament to to win a spot okay. on Cuban Blisk's mercenary team. That okay. rules. I'm so fucking. Right. It's cool. I love yeah. that it's death cool. race situation. Yeah. It's, it is. It is exactly that, and it brings all of the just like insanity and, and craziness of that kind of like death race or Mad Max kind of energy. Um, so, image eight is from the cinematic reveal trailer of Apex Legends. As you can see, Cuban Blisk has a gray beard now to show the time has passed. To show the time has um, absolutely. It's in mm-hmm. the. It's not in the image, but it's in the video. What he does is. Each one of the heroes, like each, it's basically, so he has these little red cards that he hands out. That's his, like his calling card. It's the smash invitation. It's so the smash envelope. Smash yeah. invitation. Yeah, so it's, exactly. And it's really a, like, it's really a Riker's beard situation too, where like no one yeah. cared about the game until, until, until Blisk he grew the beard. Grew the beard. Gra- grade um, the beard in this case. Gra- yeah. Grade the beard. And is Blisk a, let me pause and ask this question. Is Blisk a serious character is he a comedic type like um, a comedic joker type character because he a, looks that's a really good question he well, looks and again, jokery you... in these earlier pictures and then he looks mm-hmm. like i've come to you to help solve a problem in oh this yeah eighth it, image. it's the like, reverse it looks... it's the reverse okay. so like i mentioned and the answer is kind of both because titanfall is a very serious game it's a very like melodramatic game it, cuban blisk is your standard like kill him like none must leave you know he's very he's very but in apex legends he's like whoever whoever wins is the best and whatever like he's just kind of like a cool mercenary just like a cool, cool cowboy dude. mercenary yeah okay yeah. okay okay yeah um so a couple things you need to know about the setting uh blisk sets up operations in the outer fringes of the frontier so again you've got the core planets you've got the frontier and now you've got this third entity known as the outlands um the Outlands are, again, the frontier of the frontier, but some of these are just like untamed planets, um, places that maybe once were considered unsustainable. Um, and he would just build these like massive living coliseums to house this like wild Mad Max blood sport. Um, in in sure. universe, Apex Legends quickly grew. Because again, everybody knows who Cuban Blisk is. He's Han Solo, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's yeah, the richest yeah. man. I mean, if you want to make money, you work for Cuban Bliss, right? Like he's he's your guy. And at this point, there is no law. Like this is this is this is the old West, baby. Like there is no there are no cops out in the outlands, right? Like nobody gives a shit. The IMC ain't here, right? Yeah. So he is, I mean, Cuban Blisk is the closest thing that there is to a sheriff at this point. Um so obviously like these games grew massively in popularity pulled in all kinds of characters from the frontier you've got you know from decorated soldiers attempting to improve their families or their 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 friends fates with the prize money to these intergalactic criminals just looking to stave off boredom and everything in between so it's you know it's a it's a rogues gallery of of yeah space criminals it's it's your old coliseum you know, exactly. like you come here. Yeah. You come here to legitimize yourself. It's it's exactly. all the people you see sitting on the benches leading into the Coliseum tryouts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I do want to make in. It's a, just a kind of in universe note. So that that little red card, that's basically like an instant invitation from Blisk, right? So that's like Blisk is asking you. That is essentially like you have been you, invited to not have to try out. 
You you skip yeah. the American Idol auditions yep. and get to go yep. right to the judges. There there gotcha. is still mm-hmm. like a qualifier series of qualifier rounds. And again, this is American Idol in the strictest sense. Like there are people that train for their entire lives to get into the Apex Games. So let's talk a little bit about the game itself. Like I said, Apex Legends, it's a free-to-play battle royale game featuring teams of three or two competing to be the last team standing. And in the tradition of uh, PUBG, Fortnite, and Call of Duty Warzone, players are dropped into an, an arena littered with weapons and gear that gets progressively smaller and smaller. There's like usually like a storm or some sort of like whatever kind of nefarious thing is, that uh, shrinks is- the battle map. Are they always storms? Is that they're usually always storms. the framing storm device? or toxic cloud or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, think I think it's just a toxic cloud in PUBG. Yeah, it's a toxic cloud in PUBG, and I think Warzone has a toxic cloud too. Uh, Todd just said Fallout seventy six had fire. I didn't know if Fallout seventy six had a battle royale. Though. Yeah, they did, and I can't get into it. Yeah, I'm Todd sure and a hundred other people played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Todd, Todd's always the winner of the battle royale because he's the only one who plays. <laughs> it's Fallout just 76. me. Yeah. Uh, now, I mentioned a little bit before, but I'll, I'll dive in further. Apex is different from the other Battle Roy ga- Royale games in a few notable ways. One, like I said, there's a roster of these specialized characters with unique abilities uh, instead of like a Warzone or a Fortnite where you just play with a generic blank slate. Um, the other difference is that there is zero solo mode, uh, much to my dismay. Um, one of the, I like <laughs> playing solo modes because I don't like working with teams and relying on other people. With um, especially right. with strangers, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. with strangers, which is a huge bummer. So uh, for me, like again, I cannot state how much this is not my kind of game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Let's also revisit the, what he said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He has been playing yep. this game for a few weeks now. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, both of those things are fact. Um, I should note. <laughs> Also, too, one of the things that I think is most lauded about Apex is its nonverbal communication. Um, now, a lot of games have like a ping kind of system. Like I know, like Todd and I used to play Warzone with a couple other friends. Like you could ping mm-hmm. items and things, but but Apex right. really like I don't know what it is about the un- its universal ping, but it's just so easy and streamlined. Um, the ping is just one button unilaterally um on if you're playing on controller it's um uh i think it's just a uh control control stick click and then on keyboard and mouse it's just like mouse mouse scroll wheel click um Mm -hmm. but if you if you you can ping particular areas you can ping weapons you can ping enemy positions you can double tap and ping like say like there's an enemy over here and then there's a a pretty robust series of like prefab audio quotes that you can use too like i need weapons i need this i whatever and it's just really good. And they're all pre-recorded so in your character's voice. So, you know, if you're playing like Lifeline, she'll say like battle rifle over there, you know, like it's 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 good. And it basically like prevents having to do any voice communication with randos, which again, nice. sucks, like unilaterally sucks. <laughs> that like I but, cannot. However, 12 year olds still figured out a way to tell you that they're, they're banging your mom. Through well, it doesn't it doesn't prevent verbal. text chat <laughs> or right, xbox yeah. messages which i did not learn how to did not learn how to turn off quick enough <laughs> i tell you what man like again I'll, I'll i'll go back i'm the overwatch guy but like as the overwatch guy boy streamlined nonverbal communication what oh, is this wizardry like yeah I, there's the biggest improvement between Overwatch yep. 1 and Overwatch 2 is they're instituting a ping system and already it's just like, oh, give it to me. It's game changing. So to, a, it's right. to think of a ping system that has changing. good reviews, like, 
I mean, look it up. Mm-hmm. This is like, I mean, it, there's Are, a lot you can say about Apex Legends that on the surface, right? It's a very pretty game, like Matt mentioned. You know, the characters are pretty balanced, but like this is number one. As more more people play it, this is the thing that people like are, really are like, no, listen. Are we all installing <laughs> right. this game when this is done? Uh-huh. Is that is that what's happening? Maybe. Yeah. I won't say no, because um, last yeah, time I exactly. said no about installing a shooter, I downloaded it. I told you guys later. Also, so kind of the base baseline rules here. Um, characters all draw draw from the same pool of weapons and armor, but every character has their own unique passive ability, uh, active tactical ability, and ultimate ability. So there's three things that you have to watch out for, basically, or three differentiators. Um, these abilities are all categorized into, or rather, the characters are all categorized into four archetypes based on their kit of abilities. So you've got offensive, defensive, pretty self-explanatory. We've also got mm-hmm. recon and support. Now, unlike other role-based team shooters, a la Overwatch, um, there is no prerequisite team comp. So you can have four offense, or you can have three offensive people. You can have three support. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Cool. Um, Apex has also introduced a few other modes through its lifespan, uh, like the now permanent arena mode, which is just like deathmatch. Um, sure. But they've also added some limited time variations. Uh, I think Conquest, I re- re- recall, is one of them. But they only will there will be attached like certain seasons. Battle Royale is the bread and butter. Um, and of course, it's got all the trappings of your standard live service game. Every three months, there's a new season that introduces a mix of either new characters, new modes, new maps, um, along with a shiny new battle pass that contains uh, new cosmetics for your characters and your gear. Um, what's cool is that each season isn't just like in isolation. It's not just a theme. It actually expands on the world of this tournament. So like there is a linear plot line. We're really going to talk about the backstories today because frankly, trying to follow the different stories in the seasons is nearly impossible because that content doesn't exist anymore. Um, <laughs> but it is really cool for immersion while you're playing. And and what I mean by that, again, it's not like it's not changing anyone's life lore wise, but it's it's fun bits like, oh, this character like here's them in a situation with three other characters and like they go to a party and what happens or you might find like a data log about like somebody's like mother's you know terrible backstory or something like that so it's all flavor but it's it's really cool um it also they do that to kind of flesh out some of the newer characters so for example um the latest character they just added her name her, her name is vantage and her whole thing is she comes from like a desolate planet like an ice world planet where no one was living on and um, the whole bit was like her mother essentially like sheltered her within their own like limited space. And um, she one day Vantage like went off on her own and got into some trouble and like almost died. And her mother saved her. But we find out like in that backstory, her mother was basically like a prisoner, a galactic prisoner and had oh. to like call down the space cops to come get her. So. Oh. This season is Vantage learning about her mother's imprisonment, which is like really cool. I love that. Oh, hmm. that is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, um, and all that stuff's optional. I mean, you can you can interact with it or not. It right. doesn't matter. Right. Um, you also have to find it in game, which is impossible. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this is a free to play game, and you can play Apex Legends completely unrestricted up to level sixty, including the new. I'm sorry. Um, there it is. <laughs> completely unrestricted without paying Damn a dime. It. You do start with only six of the now 22 playable characters. So it follows the League of Legends model. Um, but their first six characters are static, always free. And then you can either pay in-game currency or real money to unlock the others. Um, 
there is a like paid version. It's called the Champion Edition. That was released back in middle of 2020. Um, that is for $40 one time, and that will get you um, up to 15 legends and a bunch of other stuff like premium currency, exclusive skins, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like the Overwatch has the ultimate edition or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like that. Um, and I kind of said this already, but like, I don't think this is a very hot take. This game is very popular. I do think that Apex Legends is honest to God, one of the best free to play shooters out there, maybe second to Destiny, um, honestly. And, and, and I, that is, is that Destiny was agreed upon. Destiny is also free to play. Huh. Um, wow. we, can, we do not have enough time to talk about Destiny today. No, oh, no we no. don't. From, no, no, from no. the world, the characters, the action, even in the systems in the game, it all just feels very polished. Like it has, the, it has that Nintendo level polish that a lot of these games just frankly don't have, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the hallmark of free to play games is for them to right. not have it. Exactly, right. exactly. And it just, yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels like a really tight, really like well thought out experience now again i will say i am incredibly incredibly bad at this game um, <laughs> but all of that being said the fact that like this is so not my game i feel like it's so good it's still making me come back and like really want to be good at this and still play it so take that for what cool. you will um yeah we are so we're actually i know we haven't gotten to the apex legends lore yet but we're gonna get there um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about some of my favorite characters and their backstories so stay with us cool right on like everybody has the stereotypical on what a black geek is are you familiar with the term blur Blood, no. right. Some people said it came off of scrubs some people said it came off the internet i don't honestly really know ah don't you see the skin, the eyebrows, the hair? Yo, Mike Geek still rock, you know what I'm saying, Dunks or, or Jordans or whatever. Did I do that? It's, it's exciting. It's like, holy, oh my dog is going to start barking. Um, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> she's excited about it, too. Um, and uh, same as you said, like the barbershop talk, like we would go into really in-depth conversations about these theories and like, well, what if and how come? Right, but we we talk about anime, video games, comic books, and stuff like that. But when you hear us talk about it, the passion sounds like we arguing Jordan and Bron. Hey, what, what, what does that even mean? Hey, what does that even mean? Like it sounds like barbershop talk. It's because you don't know the history. Don't mean it Broke that down right there. But. When you see the black geek, you don't see that. You see the socially awkward glasses. Well, this is me. And that's not a lot of us. A lot of us do sound and talk like us. You know what I'm saying? It's because it becomes stereotypical, as if that's where our strength comes from. I, I don't know the geek that you talk that you that you talked about before. I know the geek you're talking about right now, though. It, it was sort of a call sign so we could find each other on message boards. Anime gives you life lessons throughout that whole thing. Like, there's not one anime that I know of that doesn't teach you to never give up. It's just like, I just love seeing us go into the world and go into these different spaces and create things that weren't there before. And then it was like, Miles Morales is like the normal, you know, black person in the United States. That was my first like blurred moment was seeing, you know, Storm on the X-Men cartoon series. And I was like, wow, that's a black woman and she's strong, she's powerful. That's what I want for us. I want us to be that voice, voice. Voice, voice, voice. All right. 
So we're going to talk about the lore of Apex Legends. Now, like I said before we got to the break, there's a lot here and there's a lot that's really well hidden within the individual seasons. So what I'm going to talk about is all of the backstory stuff. This is going to be very similar to how Matt walked us through the Overwatch lore. And like the Overwatch lore, a lot of the info, a lot of the deep dive information exists out of the game. Um, so Respawn Entertainment has published cinematic trailers and shorts that get into a lot of the characters' backstories. I think every character, save for maybe like three or four, have their own individual like cinematic story. Um, and in addition, and like I said before, there's all these other lore segments that you can unlock throughout the seasons. Now, the season stuff, those are more like bits and pieces, like maybe a voice line here, maybe like a, a, a log here or whatever. But the the backstory stuff is, you can get a lot from just watching the free videos. So take that for what you will. So um, I also, we talked about Titanfall. Now, I haven't forgotten about Titanfall. I haven't dropped Titanfall off the, the list yet. Um, we're going to talk about a few characters that actually tie directly into Titanfall. And that's interesting to note, just one, because it's interesting, but two, remember that people had no idea when this game came out that this was related to Titanfall, that's which I funny. find very funny. <laughs> yeah. Outside of like, oh, it's Cuban Bliss. That's the character I've seen from a game. Okay. And one, one more note here. These videos are excellent. Like, they're all very, very, very good. Um, there are two types of videos. There are the season trailers, which are... They, uh, Respawn just does, like, a marketing promotional trailer. There's... they're It's kind of character light, but they have some flavors, and they have a lot of the characters, like, interacting with each other, and you get some cool, like, action shots. Um, I linked these guys to the season one cinematic trailer, which shows the original eight characters kind of like, you know, they're hemming and hawing, and then they're doing their thing, and they're all buddies, and it's a fun time. Um... The other type of video is their more serious series called Stories from the Outlands. And this is like the what Air Overwatch, what Blizzard did for Overwatch, which every character gets, most characters get a Stories from the Outlands episode. Mm. And these are usually mm -hmm. animated. Um, they're, they're different animators, so everyone has its own look and feel, which is really cool. It's got that oh, like yeah, that's oh. Matrix flair. Yep. Yeah. I said that to get Todd back on board. I'm in. I know, <laughs> I know how to. I'm in. Yeah, he's back. He's watch, back. Watch Todd's attentions scroll been, away. So you just throw in. I've just a, been looking for. I've been looking for heroes on the wiki. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get there. Um, there are other lore, so lore sources that I did not read. Um, meaning there are two books that are out there. There is a like an official um, sanctioned art book called Pathfinder's Quest. And there's also a four-issue graphic novel called Apex Legends Overtime. And we're not going to talk about them because they're books and I didn't read them and I didn't want to buy them. Okay. Fair. <clears throat> so we're going to start by talking about an actual... Again, there is not one singular... There's no Omnic Crisis here. There's not like one singular event that ties everybody together. But there is one event that's probably the most monumental, and that's Project Iris. Now... Uh, Project Iris is, connects specifically three characters together, but it also ties a lot back to the original story. So let's rewind the clock about 100 or so years before the present day of Apex Legends. So before Titanfall, before Apex Predators and, and Jack Cooper, and even before like the war against the IMC, right? So it's the frontier of the, the Outlands are still there. They're just not called that because they hadn't created, because Respawn hadn't created that yet. 
But the, <laughs> the frontier planets are just there on their own. The IMC's fighting the war back home, right? Around this point, <clears throat> the colonies in the Outlands were facing a devastating energy crisis. Um, lead scientists at the time hypothesized that about 20 years, they would be completely depleted of resources. This is when an individual named Dr. Mary Summers made the breakthrough discovery of a super rare element called Branthium. It's unobtainium. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Space, cool. space metal. Um, Branthium would be the key in solving the energy crisis as even the smallest shard could power a spacecraft. And we see Dr. Mary Summers on image nine. The okay. thing was, Branthium could only be found on the accretion disk of a black hole. Does anybody know what that means? Uh, is that like the the rim of is the that like anus the, of the black the event hole? Horizon, yeah, pretty much. Basically, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. You're both right. It's the oh. anus and event horizon of a black hole. Great job. Uh, really? It's just where it's where I didn't know this. It's where like debris and stuff collects. That's kind of like gravitating around a black hole, but not getting sucked in. The stuff in the orbit right before it mm-hmm. goes in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they discovered like that's where this Branthium can be found. So together with her assistant, Dr. Ashley Reed, um, the two of them set out to expedition to a local black hole, you know, just the local black hole. And everybody's uh, got secure, one. <laughs> everyone's got one. And right. secure a large <laughs> enough collection of the element and transport it back to the colonies. So image 10 is Dr. Reed. Is okay, so is Dr. Mary Summers also a legend? Is she one of the playable? She is, characters? but don't read ahead. Well, I think <laughs> I, named, I named her, I messed up and named her Horizon, and that's her yeah. like promotional art. Yeah, she's a playable character, but we'll gotcha. get there. That's cool. Yeah, that was on me. That was on me. Uh, so image 10 is Dr. Reed. Um, Dr. Reed actually betrayed Dr. Summers, uh, by like at the point at which Dr. Summers like collected the Branthium and said, like, We've got it, we're good. Uh, Dr. Reed cut the tether to her ship and and essentially like made her ship like tumble into the black hole. Whoops. Which is which oh. was wild. And and the video cuts to Dr. Reed saying, like, yeah, we got it. Uh, to some like shady figure. And we have no idea at this point why she did that. Awesome. Um now fortunately for Dr. Summers, that small shard that she grabbed, like just as an e- example was enough to jump her ship back home. So she created a small wormhole in like right above the black hole. If I don't know if you guys you guys have ever made a wormhole in front of a black hole, but <laughs> apparently what happens is it fucks with time. <laughs> so um it's like that episode of Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put metal Good. in the microwave and then and yep. then hit something else with a, with your time beam and you end up in 1950s yep. mm-hmm. Roswell. That's kind of what happened. So so Dr. <laughs> Incredible. Summers warps back back home, but she arrives back home 87 years in the future. Oh, that is oh, yeah. oddly specific. Yeah. Well, eight, that 87 years in the future, Matt, just so happened to be at the height of the Apex game. So there it is. <laughs> hmm. So Dr. Summers joins the games under the moniker of Horizon um, for as a way to raise money to research time travel, uh, because her whole kind of thing is like she has an, a son who who she promised, like, I'll come back to you. And she came back to him, but he was already long dead. It was really sad. And her video is actually really, really good. Um, but the, but also this is a very silly premise. Um, Mm -hmm. so horizon is one of the playable characters. So the answer to your question, Todd is yes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense now. Let's go back to the past. 
Now, following Dr. Reed's return with the Branthium, a philanthropist named Lillian Peck pulled together this like dream team of the Outland's top scientific minds to band together and develop a way to operationalize the Branthium and fix the energy problem. They would call this Project Iris. Well, this sounds wonderful. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> can go wrong. Certainly um, not. Now, ironically enough, Dr. Reed actually became a mother figure for Dr. Summers' son, Newton Summers, after her mysterious disappearance. You can hear my air quotes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Newton went on to also get into science and secured himself an internship with Project Iris. So Horizon's son, Newton, is now working up alongside her sworn enemy in Project Iris. Nice. And it was Newton who actually discovered the reason why they were having so much trouble refining the Branthium for mass use. And the reason was because um, refining it would require several manual recalibrations, which would kill somebody. Again, it's space nonsense. It's space metal. You can't touch it, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, needed, yeah. they needed a way to, for a proxy to, to, man, to handle it. So... Dr. Reed suggests building um, a robot. Um, So in Titanfall 2, the IMC, uh, when you're playing through the game, you see these kind of like helper robots, like cleaning robots, where they're not not hostile. They're just kind of walking around. And they all have um, smiley face emoticons on their chest, like a TV screen for some reason. Weird. Those are called Marvins, right? Um, Or Mobile Robotic Versatile Entity, the N is what they're pulling. Yeah. Um, Hmm. so Dr. Reed says, let's pull one of these Marvins in and let's utilize that. Um, so what they did was they kind of like changed its composition and, uh, built it from like this, like rare metal where it could withstand the power of the Branthium. Cool. Um, what they also did was, uh, the entire team each programmed, like they did a round Robin and they each programmed a little bit of their personality into the Marvin. Just for funsies. What? Oh, Wait, cool. hold on. Let's. You know how you do back in an energy minute. crisis, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This has got big. This is a poll, but the is sure. it the the what's the supercomputer from uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion that's actually the girl's <laughs> mom or whatever? <laughs> oh, I was yeah. gonna say. Are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about? Um, is it the magi? Uh, what, they build, what they build in Ray or what what Ray is no. built from or something? It's or like oh the, the uh you're talking about the the seal? No, the supercomputer that like the oh, okay. the lady I think like dies but her brain goes inside oh, of yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there I we go. We got there. The we, other you lead researcher's me, mom was the we computer. Got there. That's yeah. for us. Anyway, yes, it's kinda <laughs> like that, but like not nefarious and wanting to end the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say it, this is like the yes man from Fallout New Vegas. It's like the yes man, and he acts like the yes man. Mm-hmm. Um so I should note that the most the most prominent of these of these personalities was Newton's characteristic naivete and love for his friends and family. Thus, we have Pathfinder, who is in image eleven. I love him. Pathfinder. Yeah, it's Pathfinder great. is He's our special best. boy. He is yeah. a rare force for good, and I've only known him for a short time. But if something ever happens to him, I will kill everyone, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I should know before we move on, everyone loves Pathfinder. I mm-hmm. knew about Pathfinder before I knew anything about this game. I saw somebody yeah. with a Pathfinder bumper sticker once. And I was like, I have no what? idea what that is, but I love it. 
Um, everybody loves Pathfinder. And the reason for that is he's just, he's completely wholesome and pure and just like not an FPS multiplayer battleground character at all. Um, he's, he's a talking robot and he's just like, hello, friend. I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> like he's like that. And I, here I go and I killing again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's here I go killing again. Like I love you all. You know, it's like that. Um, it, and uh, he, you get, you get a lot. Of, like he's got some really good voice lines peppered throughout. I mean, just go look at. You can go, you know, look up whatever composite. I got another reference. He is yep. the opposite of Knights of the Old Republic's HK forty-seven. Yep, that's a good, that's a good pull. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be, be, that'll be for some people out there. Yeah. No. Okay. Anyway, go look up videos of Pathfinder. He's got a little bit in that season one trailer. He, he's, he again. He's all over the place. He is the the mascot of this game. Unofficial mascot. So for months, Pathfinder and the rest of the team of scientists labored endlessly to refine and package up the Branthium for use throughout the colonies. But once the first batch was finally completed and made ready for transportation, a band of apex predators led by Dr. Reed just fucking barged in and took control of the operation. At this point, this was Dr. Reed revealing herself to have been in cahoots with the IMC this whole time. So that's why she, she left Dr. Uh, she left Horizon for dead. You know, that's why, like, she's been kind of a nefarious entity. Now, keep in mind that this reveal happened three seasons after the Horizon video came out. So for three seasons, players had no idea who this character was and why she did this terrible mm. thing and was raising <laughs> wow. Horizon's son. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Crazy. It should also be noted that she particularly convinced Newton not to show up for work that day. Newton being, again, Horizon's mm. son. Now, while Dr. Reed and the mercenaries attempted to reset the Branthium's trajectory to back to the IMC, because again, this would be like buku bucks for the IMC, right? Um, one of the scientists was able to reset Pathfinder's programming to defend the lab and to murder, um, but not before <laughs> she, but then she was quickly gunned down. Pathfinder then tooks down like a bunch of the mercenaries, but then gets cornered by Dr. Reed in this moment of panic. Um, Fortunately, another scientist like stabs Reed with a sword, um, which allows Pathfinder to successfully reroute the shipment back to the Outlands colonies and activate the lab's self-destruct function to close off the remaining supply to the IMC. So, in short, bad guys lose, good guys win, but the lab is destroyed, the Branthium is sent to the people, everybody wins except for the scientists who all got brutally murdered. Sure. 30 years later... Pathfinder awakens in an abandoned warehouse on a planet named Solace, which is just like a city planet, without any memory of Project Iris or his family. He wanders around for a while, taking odd jobs here and there, like a sous chef and a window washer, which is really fun. <laughs> um, he's even a weather report reporter at one point, which is also very fun. Um, Amazing. All, again, he's just he's the silly character. Um, all this time, he's searching for the answers to his lost past. Um, years go by and Pathfinder gets conned into building a house for two dudes in exchange for information. Um, this is obviously a scam and Pathfinder then finds himself at this bar in Solace tended by a man named Elliot Witt, who we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, the two form a fast friendship and both decide to enlist in the Apex games as part of their initial class. So Pathfinder is one of the original eight characters and one of the playable ones for free to play. So cool. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Rewind the clock once more. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> so uh, I mentioned Dr. Reed was stabbed with a sword. She super mer She was super dead. Very, very, very dead. I cannot state how dead. 
how she dead was. dead she is. Except dead she wasn't dead. dead. <laughs> there it is. Um, so Ashley Reed's dying body was recovered by the IMC, and her consciousness was uploaded into a simulacrum named Ash. Hey guys, remember Ooh. Ash? Uh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. dead face and yeah, the dead, yeah, the hate, dead creepy face. That. Yeah, and she's got the face of the the thing from uh, Doctor Who. That's a nightmare. And yeah. where it looks like knives for feet. Yep. So this is the simulacrum pilot that we murder in Titanfall 2. Wow. And, and again, this fucking blew people's minds because Ash yeah. was an, introduced in season... 11 is like what Like 11. Says. Yeah. Oh, did I say 11? Yeah. Ash was introduced in season 11. So it was it was years and years of Apex Legends going on before there was like any direct ties to Titanfall or any mention of Titanfall outside of Cuban Blisk and the and the Apex Predator. Because Doctor wow. Ashley Reed Ash yep. becomes okay. Ash. Yeah. Through this process, so we we've known in the past, we've known about Titanfall two in the past. We knew the simulacrums because the simulacrum robots are who we fight in Titanfall two, but we we never really got a lot about the process. There's a video like Ash's backstory video shows that the process to make a simulacrum is like way more sinister than ever believed. Um, while Ashley Reed was definitely not like a good person, she still, you know, was a person and had some connections. Like she cared for Newton as her kind of like adopted son. Like she legitimately cared about Newton. But when fusing her consciousness with the simulacrum, the simulacrum kind of took over and basically trapped Dr. Reed in this like get out style men mental prison and it's like pretty terrifying she's just like trapped in this mental prison forever and like that's Ugh. it sorry okay cool so after so then years after getting summarily executed by jack cooper in titanfall 2 ash's body was recovered and rebuilt by imc again <laughs> just to recover some data and then discarded again uh to to be founded later to be found to be discovered by Pathfinder in a dumpster. And this is amazing oh. because Pathfinder finds, finds Ash's body in a dumpster and immediately begins calling him her girlfriend, begins calling her his girlfriend. Awesome. So he gives, he gives Ash a place to stay and he's like, my girlfriend is here. And I've actually linked some of the voice lines between Pathfinder and Ash. And I do want you guys just to play them and maybe uh, Todd or Kyle will splice a few of these in here. Okay. Oh, I got an ad. I also need some water. Is yours also for L'Oreal? <laughs> Just give me a thumbs up when you're ready. That's wonderful. Yeah. So it's Pathfinder. He's he, again, he's a good time. He, he's everyone's special boy. Okay. So Ash started to regain her memories and during this time was contacted by Cuban Blisk, um, who informed her and, and she had worked for Cuban Blisk before, right? So she's an old Apex Predator. Blisk tells her that her old friend Horizon has entered the game. 
Um, Ash's, there's a lot about like Ash's human consciousness starts to emerge again. And the two are in this like constant battle. And there's a lot that happened when she was introduced the season, she was introduced to like going back and forth between her conscious. Like there's the simulacrum Ash and the human Ash. And they're like, just kind of all back and forth. Basically Ash, like Ash enters the apex games to hunt down horizon, but more importantly to like prove her superiority to the, to the other half, to her human half. Mm. It's whatever. She's a, she's an edgy robot. There you go. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to yeah. talk a little bit about the, each of these players' kits because I think the kits do a really good job of showing their personality and their backstory. Um, great example, Horizon. Horizon uses black hole powers to reverse gravity. So she does like she does Zarya shit in Overwatch. Um, she can like she can create a cylinder and uh, reverse gravity for people, which is like oh, that's rad. cool. Yeah, hmm. and her ultimate creates like a little gravitational flux that pulls in enemies, and you can like you know toss a grenade, shoot yeah. them, and they're just like trapped yeah. in this grav flux. Mm-hmm. Um, Pathfinder's kit is Pathfinder utilizes his trusty grappling hook in his backstory video, which is also very good. He finds a grappling hook in a trash can, um, so that's like his <laughs> thing. So he just like uses a grappling hook, and it's really fun. Um, but he can like zip zap around the field. Um, and then uh, he does a thing where he can like interact with map markers to see where the storm is, which is a very particular strategy. Mm. Um, but his ultimate creates a permanent zip line that all his team can use. So you can like you know zip to the top of a structure or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, Ash is your traditional like assassin rogue archetype, right? So um, she can see where people died on the map in a limited time. Um, she can also ping their location. Um, Ash is a thing where she can snare an enemy for a few seconds, and then her ultimate uh, creates like a one-way like teleportation. It's called a phase tear because it's edgy, um, but she can like <laughs> teleport long distance. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's our first three characters. Next, we're going to talk about uh, two more: Lifeline and Octane. And and I should note too, just like on Overwatch, there are some characters who have backstories together. There's somewhere in shared universes, and then mm-hmm. there are some that are just completely on their own. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so uh, image 13 is Lifeline. Um, Lifeline is another one of the original heroes that can be played for free. Um, she Lifeline represents, is dope looking. She's really cool. She's, right. one of, she's one of my favorites to play as. She's your mercy, right? She's your, your very archetypical oh, healer. okay, okay. Um, she represents the small faction of truly support heroes because there are only four support characters. Again, you don't have to have a support character. It's just like, that's just the thing that they do. Just an option, yeah. But she is the closest thing Apex has to just like a, a very like straight up medic character, which is why she's one of the free to play options as well. Um, Lifeline was born AJ Che, I might be saying that wrong, um, who is, and she was born the daughter of a CEO of this powerful Outlands Corporation with close ties to the Mercury Syndicate, which is like the political power. It's like uh, your your trade syndicate, you know, kind of archetype. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, sure. 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 Mm-hmm. Trade federation, you know? Yeah. Um, Lifeline grew up very privileged in the like capital city of Olympus with her childhood friend Octavio Silva, a.k.a. Octane, who also happens to be the son of the owner of Silva Pharmaceuticals, another megacorp. So that's ah, image 14. Octane is super cool. <laughs> Octane, oh, has, dude, yeah. Uh-huh. Octane has like junk rat energy. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Here's your, yeah. your, your junk rat. Okay. So okay. these two, these two are born with silver spoons in their mouths. They grow up together, um, in like you know, in the in high society. Um, but when they are in their late teens, 
Lifeline, Lifeline and Octane are at a party, and they learn that Lifeline's parents are actually profiteering warmongers. They're Starks. Whoa, um, and, sure. Yeah, and they they learn that their entire wealth was built on the brutality of the frontier war. So Lifeline was like, fuck this, I'm out. She immediately runs away. She leaves home with her, and and her family manufactures drones, so she has like a personal drone. Um, And she and her personal drone go and enlist in the Frontier Corps as a way to pay back for all of the shit that her family did. Um, She specifically joins like a humanitarian organization, you know, like a Peace Corps, um, and works as a combat medic. And again, Lifeline is super fucking badass. She's awesome. Um, Meanwhile, Octane kind of had a similar, a different trajectory. Again, growing up in a, in the lap of luxury, um, but his sheltered life left him with this like insatiable urge for danger. So Octane and his teens began performing stunts and live streaming and found his passion as a semi-professional daredevil. He's the, he's the rich kid who never got told no. So he, That's right. he just accelerates That's right, his lashing out. Okay. Uh, okay. He, he appears uh, to not have legs below, below the knee. We're going to get uh, there, but that is a key uh, point of his personality. Yeah. Good, a, good a eye, A Logan Todd. Huntsberger type, if you will. <laughs> a Logan <laughs> Huntsberger type who doesn't suck. Um, so... After Lifeline joins the Frontier Corps, the two grow apart until one day Lifeline Lifeline contacts Octane asking for help um, restocking this remote Frontier Hospital with medicine because his father is the farmer guy. Um, So Octane's like, yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, I'll be there in an instant. But to Lifeline's dismay, he shows up with like a bunch of grappling hooks and shit to steal (laughs) stuff with. Not medicine, because he's like, oh, I thought we were just going to, like, break in. Isn't that what you wanted? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> no. Awesome. But no, they do I anyway. wanted the medicine. Yeah, but they do anyway. So they, they break into a lab. Um, and it's, a, it, again, this is one of the stories from the Outlands. It's really fun. Um, and they, you know, they, they beat up a bunch of guards, and they're successful. Um, but they, they make it back to this frontier hospital, and they're cornered by Lifeline's mom and Octane's dad. Who are like we're, we're like we're big evil car- corporate people. We've known you're, what you're doing this whole time, or whatever. And and there's this point where like Lifeline's like, okay, mom, I'll go back with you, and I'll you know I'll do I'll finish my punishment, yada yada yada. And then she's like, now Octane, and Octane flips on this live stream. He's like, hey, check it out, everybody. Here's the CEO of Silver Pharmaceuticals stealing medicine <laughs> from a sick sick war <laughs> like war refugee. And they're like, wow. You got us this time. Fo- foiled again. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> we would have gotten away with it cool. if it weren't for you meddling kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So really fucking cool. Um, so Lifeline's whole thing is that she, at that point, resolves to join the Apex Games because she wants to raise money for the Frontier Corps to make sure there will never be another medicine shortage because she is awesome. Octane, on the other hand, did not join the Apex Games and instead decided to leverage his momentum at this point and perform what would be his biggest stunt yet called the Gauntlet Run. Here's a really cool fact. The Gauntlet Run is quite literally the tutorial from Titanfall 2. That's oh, well, that's nice. kind of fun. I yeah, like that. In-universe, it's a, it's a training program for pilots. Now, at the point of this game, pilots like really aren't a thing anymore, but it's just like a cool nod to Titanfall 2, if you know the story. So it, which, so it, it, it started as this thing... In in like the story order, it started mm-hmm. as this thing Octane did, and then yeah. later was like, "Hey, this was a this was a good course to do. It's training now." 
right? Is that what I'm the, the other up? way around? It, it was it was a training ground was for Titan trained. pilots, okay. which you do in the tutorial Titanfall Two. He kind of okay. like he was like, "Hey, there was this thing that pilots used to do. I'm going to do it." Gotcha. Yeah, it's the, gotcha, gotcha. But he didn't it's have the, a jetpack. Yes, it's the Kobayashi okay. Maru from Star Trek. Yes, I don't yes. know if that's exactly. anything for anybody, but it's the I Kobayashi. Think it's, isn't Maru. that the Kessel Run? Is that are those no, different Kessel things? Run is Star Wars. Oh, Kobayashi Star Maru Trek. is Star Trek. Got it. I yeah. know yep. properties. Um, I don't know. Also, so Octane, to be clear, does, is not a jetpack wielding super soldier. He's just a man. Uh, so the way that he decided to set the course record was to literally propel himself by gr- grenade explosions. He was going to grenade jump. Okay. Yeah. This uh, unofficially, but I have read a few articles that suppose that this was actually inspired by a speedrunner who did the tutorial section in Titanfall 2 using grenade jumping to get quickly through. I, I do not know if that's official. I wouldn't I, be surprised. I, yeah. That's I want amazing. it so bad to be a thing. I believe be it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I choose so, to believe it. Mm-hmm. So in doing this, Octane quite literally cripples himself. He blows his legs apart. And he's just like, ah, cool. I did it. So that's fine. Um, he <laughs> oh, literally does not care. And instead of... Those. In, yeah. Instead of taking the time to like recover, he chooses to just tell Lifeline, hey, cut my legs off and replace them with metal prosthetics. <laughs> so that's what he does. And then she does it. <laughs> Love it. So he... Yeah, so he so then he gets bored again because you 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 can't chase that dragon forever. So he mm-hmm. enters himself in the Apex Games as a way to chase that high. Um, Octane was the first new character um, who was introduced in season one because there was a season zero, so season one. So yeah, that's Octane. So uh, Octane's whole thing is that he naturally regenerates health over time. Um, his tactical ability, like he literally like injects himself with a stimulant and run to run faster. <laughs> and awesome. then uh, his ultimate creates like an actual bounce pad. So he just like plops a big old jumping like trampoline on the field, and all his allies can use it to like jump really high, which is nice. Cool. cool. Hmm. Um, Lifeline, like I mentioned, Lifeline's one of the free to play characters. Um, so her kit is that um, she like. She's really good at doing medical shit. Um, so everyone, if you've played other battle royales, like anyone on, in the game can just revive a, an ally. But Lifeline can doing that can do that without like doing an action. So she can still like oh, shoot sweet. and because her robot does it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Similarly, she can also give a free heal to anybody using the robot. So she's <laughs> great. And and all and as you can imagine, the first one to get targeted in any in any country. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Always. Yeah, so that's uh, Lifeline and Octane. Let's talk about next. Let's talk next about Valkyrie. Valkyrie was introduced in season nine and represents the first direct character tie to Titanfall. So we talked about Ash, who was season eleven. Valkyrie, though, was like this was a huge reveal because until this point, we you know we only had like Cuban Bliss, we only had like little little maybe references to Titanfall. Um, remember how I told you about Viper from Blisk's original Apex Predators and that he was like one mm-hmm. of two important people? Well, yeah. Valkyrie, her real name is Kyrie Imahara, is actually Viper's daughter. I remember this being ah. a really big deal. This was a huge thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. also, this was a big deal. Again, this was a big deal for a lot of reasons um, because 
people at this point believe that Titanfall was like pretty much dead. There was like no more ties yeah. to war or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, also, this was a big deal because the voice of Valkyrie is uh, Erika Ishii from uh, the College Humor universe. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah, she, okay. she fucking rules. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so Viper's whole thing in Titanfall 2 was that he was, in all caps, the flying one. Um, that was like, his whole personality was the guy that flies. So yeah. Valkyrie carries on that tradition of being the flying one. Uh, so the story behind Kyrie, uh, Viper and Kyrie were very close. The two would often take these joy rides in his Titan, which was also a plane. Um, until one day, Kyrie busted into the shed and took the Titan to fly herself without his permission. Um, she, of course, bit on bit off a, board, a bit more than she could chew and found herself in the middle of an outer space dogfight, was shot down in the carnage and sent plummeting to the Earth. Uh, fortunately, Viper was able to catch up with the busted Titan in another airplane, and he does this thing where he, like, jumps out of the cockpit, manually ejects Kyrie, catches her, throws her back in the plane, and then, like, oh, takes wow. the cockpit himself. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, now, Viper was fortunately unharmed in this whole thing, but the incident put a massive rift between the two until the day that Viper agreed to take a contract with Cuban Blisk to escort a powerful super weapon codenamed Ark. Now, does everybody remember what happened to Viper that day? That's correct. We murder him. We, <laughs> okay. as Jack okay. Cooper, okay. Uh, yeah. murder him senselessly. And I we see, do not I ask see. his name. We do not consider about his family. We just murder him in cold we just blood. Just kill him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So that would be the last time that Kyrie saw her dad. Um, fast forward a number of years later. Kyrie is operating as a smuggler throughout the Outlands um, after she and her mother kind of move out after the events of Titanfall 2. Um, Kyrie had hunted down Cuban Blisk and confronted him in this seedy bar with the intent of killing him as she blames him for her father's death. Blisk instead says, you know, you're not going to get anything from this revenge. Why don't you come hang out? Why don't you come be in the Apex games? And he, <laughs> and he gives her, her a card. And he gives her a card. Um, so he says, you know, your father didn't want this life for you. He wanted you to carve your own path. And there's this cool thing where like, he's holding a rocks glass and she shoots the rocks glass um, and like the glass explodes in his hand. And then uh, she's like, my name is Valkyrie. And then she like walks out and she takes the card. It's like really crazy. sweet. I love Valkyrie. Nice. She's such a cool character. Um, so like I said, there's a, a I already mentioned she uh, she's voiced by Eric Ishii. The voice acting in this game is phenomenal. There's a lot of good voice talent. I, this one I just know was like hit the internet in a, in a, in a real way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to take a note to point. She's one of the game's openly LGBT characters. She's actually in an active relationship with another one of the legends we're not going to talk about today, whose name is Loba. And I'll, I'll t- make this point also. If you're looking at the roster, the roster of Apex Legends is very, very diverse. There's only like three cishet white dudes that presenting cishet oh. white dudes in the whole roster. Um, there's there's a lot of different nationalities covered. There's LGBT characters. There's even a non-binary character, which is super cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So it is cool. Um, so a little bit, Val- a little about Valkyrie's kit. Uh, Valkyrie can fire fire a salvo of missiles from the air that deal damage. Farah, um, and also slow, yep. these missiles also slow enemy movements. Um, she uses the rockets on 
her modified jetpack to get extra air so she can jump higher. And her ultimate's really cool. Instead of doing like a what you would imagine to be like a rain down missiles or something, she actually flies her her allies up like way up in the sky out of danger and they can like drop from a new position, which is really cool. Oh, That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've got three more I want to cover. I'm I'm just gonna give like very highlight. Those are those are more of the like really deep lore the characters story, and the ones the that the story characters, yeah, the yeah, story rich yeah. ones. There, I mean, there's a ton of other stories. Again, go watch the stories from the Outlands. They're all great. Um, I'm gonna talk about three more. Uh, it's a mix of the one my favorite ones and ones that Zakix uh, really likes as well. Um, but again, there's there's 22 of these motherfuckers. So they all have cool stories. Okay, so image 16 is Bloodhound. Bloodhound is my personal favorite legend. This is the non-binary character. Um, Bloodhound comes from a tribe of space Vikings, <laughs> Great. which is so fucking yes. cool. Yes, great. And has, I think, the best backstory animation. So this is the uh, stories from the Outlands that I sent you guys. Um, mm -hmm. We'll post. I'll post. I've got all this stuff in the notes. I'll post this in the show notes as well. The story of Bloodhound is uh, Bloodhound entered into the games to honor the legacy of a man named Boone. Who, with whom they bonded over hunting like a rare beast. Um, following a disagreement, Boone left and was mauled to death by that very same beast. So, Blood and Bloodhound has not loved anyone since then, 20 years ago, and fights in the games to honor Boone so that he may someday be welcomed into Valhalla. So, like, Bloodhound's whole thing oh. is like, this man they loved years ago has died and died a dishonorable death. So, I'm going to enter the Apex Games and murder people so that they can be entered into Valhalla. So that they can, I can have get enough honor to siphon some yeah. off to them. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's really cool. And, like, that's and that's, super dope. and I'm, and their their backstory is neat too. They come from a remote Viking village, like an ice planet. That there's this like Viking village that's being terrorized by monsters. It's go go watch. It. It's cool. It's got very it's got God of War 2018 vibes. Um, next one is Mirage, who is Image 17. This is Apex Legends' actual mascot. So this is your tracer. Um, Mirage is like he's the front man character for both Apex Legends and the in-universe Apex games. Okay, so I mentioned Elliot Witt way back when we talked about Pathfinder. Mirage is Elliot Witt. Um, Mirage is one of the original eight Apex Legends, and he's like the closest thing to this universe's celebrity. It's like there's videos of him like on the red carpet. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, sure. He's the yeah, silly, sure. he's yeah, the yeah. silly finger the, guns guy. The Tony Stark-ish yep. character. Yeah. yeah, he's Tony Stark. He's also like a Peter Parker. He's the the guy yeah. that makes jokes in, in awkward situations, right? What's the what's the guy from Mortal Kombat that's the uh that's a Kato. celebrity? Kato. No, Kato wasn't Kato was Johnny Cage. Kano. Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah, but he's not like silly yeah. silly. He's just a movie star. Yeah, Johnny Cage is a movie yeah. star. Yeah. Um, I think Tony Stark's probably a better connection mm -hmm. to this one. So um, Elliot as a kid, Mirage, as Mirage's name is Elliot, Elliot as a kid was pretty average, um, but developed an interest in holotech while tinkering with his mother. His mother was like a scientist. Um, his father left the family when he was very young, and uh, years later, all three of his brothers enlisted in the military and were killed in action. So this left his fam his family of five to like him and his mother basically um this broke his mother completely um realizing that like literal no amount of humor or antics could cheer his mother up from just her like mental state elliot yeah. left home and opened up a bar on solace called the paradise lounge so like his whole thing is like he's got a bar and he's the he's the guy that knows people 
Um, he agrees to enter the Apex Games along with his best buddy Pathfinder as a means to build build awareness of the bar. And it's so cute because like Pathfinder and Mirage are legitimately best friends and they love each other. And Pathfinder's like, my best friend Mirage says this. You know, it's like really, I love it. <laughs> I just love the idea of joining these death games to for, <laughs> to advertise for your yeah. space bar. To advertise, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, there's some pretty like devastating voice lines from mirage and i didn't find them zachix actually sent them to me after the fact they've uh, so a few of the later seasons released some like their pre-recorded voicemails of mirage talking to his mother who has like severe dementia and it's pretty Ugh. gut-wrenching i didn't link it here because honestly like that kind of stuff kind of fucks with me <laughs> it's, it's really yeah i don't really yeah want yeah but it's like yeah. it's it's pretty like his backstory is like pretty deep and he's like the like I'm just going to keep making jokes because otherwise I'd be crying. Anyway, yeah. let's go do the blood sport. So <laughs> Yeah, that's Mirage. Um and the last one I'm going to talk about is Wraith. Now hold on. I know what you're thinking. Oh my god, the edgy character. Wraith is not the super edgy character even though I know their name is called is Wraith. <laughs> um <laughs> Wraith does is, that mean uh, that there is a super edgy character and yeah, he's not telling there's us a few. about? Oh, there's for a few. sure. Oh, always, uh, Matt. Every yeah, game has their Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. The Reaper in this game is uh, the, he's a serial killer robot. Um, one second. I forgot <laughs> his name. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's a, you know, uh, the serial killer robot archetype. You know. Um, is that Revenant? Tight, it's Revenant. Yep. You got yeah. it. Good you need, off to every Google. video game series needs, needs a character to put, to, to move cans a monster, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Revenant has <laughs> Revenant's voice lines are like, I found the skin bags. Like he's, he's that guy. He's an edgy <laughs> grandpa. I love Wraith, it. on the other hand, Wraith on the other hand, is not. Wraith is kind of like a Wolverine Mr. Fantastic hybrid. Oh. So yeah. So her whole thing is that she started as a scientist who was actually as part of the Ark project on planet Typhon. So again, like there's a lot of shit here that's connected by to Titanfall 2, but you wouldn't know that unless you like really know both properties. Um, in Titanfall 2, one of the missions is you go the one where you have the time glove. You're going through the like the IMC lab where they're researching the arc weapon. So the backstory is that Wraith originally worked in that facility, but she's actually from a different universe. <laughs> so oh, in, good. Oh, yep. She in has Wraith's been like universe, the whole time. It's not a. It's not she's a originally thing. from a different universe than the existing Apex Legends universe. Okay. So in her universe, the IMC actually won the war, um, not lost. And like, so the events of Titanfall Two didn't happen. Can I ask you a um, shitty question? And if it doesn't please. matter, just be like, it doesn't matter. Is yeah. she from a different universe or is she from a different timeline? Um, I guess both. I, I guess okay. what's your definition of universe <laughs> versus timeline? Neither? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the timeline where the IMC didn't win. A, a timeline in Marvel's standards, but in this in this in this world, it's a different dimension mm-hmm. or a different universe. It's the same thing. Sure. Same shit. I just like I guess Fair the reason question. that I asked that question is because mm-hmm. we're doing space opera. You know, yep. like we are in our universe in space, and yep. it's feasible yeah. that some Fair. multi-universal it, travel is possible. Another universe in the sense of like a a different reality. Okay, great, perfect, cool. Um, so Wraith's 
uh, well, she wasn't named Wraith, obviously, I forget her name. Uh, she was testing phase shifting as a way to prove the existence of other dimensions and volunteered herself for more extensive tests. So again, like kind of like a Reed Richards type. Um, these tests like completely broke her mind and wiped her memory, left her, leaving her essentially like a patient inside an asylum. Like she was a prisoner in her own mind. That is until a version of her from another dimension busts her out of prison um, with a completed version of her like weapon that she created or like, it was oh. a dimensional gauntlet. Again, the time gauntlet from Titanfall 2. Um, awesome. So so Wraith, this gauntlet can mention, can open up interdimensional rifts into other realities. So like the Wraith video is her getting busted out of prison and like getting saved by this other version of her and then escaping because the other version of her dies. And it's super and it's super cool. And where this translates into her powers is Wraith can Wraith basically like protects herself in other dimensions of herself. So like her passive ability is she can hear, she's got spidey sense, but her spidey sense is like there's danger coming because it's her from other dimensions telling oh. her that the danger is coming because she's having fights in other dimensions all at the same time. Okay. <laughs> it's so cool. I love it. Huh. So, so it's like so the yeah. spidey sense combined with like Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. In a sense. So there is okay. a, there is an infinite amount of wraiths in an infinite amount of situations, and there is always a situation happening where wraith knows that there's impending danger. I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, but I think that's the concept <laughs> of that. That's, kind <laughs> that's of that, the yeah. plot. That's the plot. Yeah, it's just wraith. Yeah, so Wraith's cool. Um, her kit is very much like she can bamp from, you know, she can create a teleport, a portal. Unlike Ash, she can, uh, other people can use her portals. So kind of like a Symmetra deal in Overwatch. Um, she's yeah, like Blink she's neat. from I just the X-Men? Love that flavor. Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, like Blink. Sure. sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm, immediately remember I'm that character. I'm watching a but... show that Blink is in right now. So, you know, cool. there's that. Yeah. Cultural touchstone blink. That's all I've got when it comes to Apex Legends, though. There are a lot more characters, like I said. For example, Revenant, the serial killer robot. Or um, there's... Uh, 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 what's her name? I there's a Lucio. Up. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? There's a, a Rhapsody is a music-themed oh. support. Oh, that's actually one of the mobile... Um, mobile exclusive characters. Oh, I don't know about them. Ah. Yeah. Um, there's two characters called Bangalore and Newcastle who are brother and sister, but Newcastle was revealed like three years later and was like her long lost brother. Um, and they like, they're like freedom fighters and they, you know, they fought in the militia and they were uh, basically, or they fought for the IMC and they like escaped um, as part of the squad from Titanfall one, which is wild. Um, there's a, a man named Seer who can just see the future. Like that's his thing. There's also um, a man just, named Crypto. There's a lot of cool shit. Yeah, there's Crypto. He's the he's your your hacker guy. Um, so he's he's interesting. I forget his like his stuff, but he's like the tech expert. He's a know, drone. That kind of that kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. Um, it's a fun time. Uh, final thoughts. What do you guys think? This is pretty cool. Um, this is pretty uh, cool, and I'm inclined to try it eventually. It, it's downloading on my Switch currently, so there we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in, dude. It's dope. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's right? really cool. Yeah. So I, I, I watched the videos that you sent us, and immediately was like, I would like to watch all of these, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't before the flavor text, 
but that YouTube video that I have saved that's all Apex Legends animated shorts in order, uh, mm-hmm. it's going down tomorrow for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Um, awesome. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in Debate This. Uh, you can follow along the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. Once more, if you want to commission your own episode of Flavor Text, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash debatethiscast. Joining up at the $25 level will have you will get you access to the post show, the Google Doc Notes, our monthly movie slash stream nights, and then after three months, you'll unlock your first Flavor Text episode. Until next time, I am Andrew Henderson. I'm Todd, big fan of crypto, the legend, not the thing, Thomas. I'm Matt, Python of Thailand, a mountaineering-themed flooring installer. <laughs> Cole? And I'm Kyle, <laughs> Council of Wraiths Harper. <laughs> it's very good. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. <laughs>